Warning, this podcast involves discussions of a spooky and graphic nature not suitable for children or the faint of heart. Strong language and mature content is present. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spooked girls. True crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Tara and Jessica will make you. Along with the spooked girls Bring on the slaughter We on that haunted ground The three spooked girls Hey Spooksters and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Tara and as always I am joined with my ghoul friend Jessica. Hello. Hello. And we are finally here for the end of Spooktober, and this is going to be a listener's episode today. If you are new here, hello and welcome, first of all. And second of all, it is when we read our stories from you guys that you send in. If you would like to have a story possibly featured here on the show, you can either go to our contact page on the website or you can email us at threespookedgirls at gmail.com. We are taking stories always, so feel free to send that over. Returning Spooksters, welcome back. Thank you so much for listening to us. We appreciate you. If you would like to follow us on social media, we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our handle is at Three Spooked Girls, and we have an amazing Facebook group that we have a lot going on in there now. So feel free to come join us there in Three Spooked Girls Official. Our newest thing we're doing is a book club. We've picked The Shadows by Alex North for the month of November. So, you know, if you want to get in on that and haven't ordered your book, prime it, get it from Target pick it up, whatever, what have you. And we're going to be doing that. And that's gonna be a lot of fun. Also, if you would like to support the show, you can join us over on Patreon. And that is just patreon.com slash three spooked girls. Or if you go in the link tree, you can find that there for as little as a dollar, you get one bonus episode a month, it goes up from there to two, five, 10, and so on. We do two more bonus episodes starting at our $2 tier. It's Jessica Slaughter's movie reviews and plot lines. And then five and up, that's when you start getting video content such as live streams and my video series Haunted Grounds, which is on different haunted creepy objects. And I give you a beverage suggestion in the caffeinated variety, typically coffee, but you know, who knows where that will lead to down the road. But you can do that there. And we currently do have some of our spooky enamel pins left. So if you would like to join us at our Fiverr higher tier, that's getting thrown in with your welcome swag. So definitely check that out on the socials if you would like to support our spooky and true crime endeavors. And we don't mention this very often, but we do have a P.O. box. And if you guys would like to ever write us, send us holiday cards, things like that, that is on the socials too. On Instagram, it's on the highlights. If you're on Facebook, it's in all of the description stuff, especially in the group. And yeah, that's, we just have that and we forget to mention it because we've had a couple people ask us if we have one. <laughs> and yes, we do. <laughs> 
So just wanted to let y'all know that. But yeah, that's really all we have. So we have four spooky stories to kick off this last week of October. And I guess technically it's Halloween week when you're hearing this. Halloween will be on Saturday. So that's exciting. I am so bummed that Halloween is a Saturday and there's a full moon and it would be the perfect Saturday to be out. Mm -hmm. But now we're in 2020. (laughs) Low key fuck 2020. But like not low key because it's so mean to me. Yeah, but with that, I am going to hand it over to Jessica to read us our first story. This story comes from a Tara, but it's not spelled the same way. (laughs) It's different. And she writes, Wingapo, Tara, Jessica, and of course, Kate. My name is Tara. He he. It's the same. It's the same name, but spelled differently. Also, my best friend is named Tara. LOL. How hard is that? I'm sorry. I have to like address (laughs) that for a moment. Right. It'd be like. I get that. Like, people like, the Terras are out, but it would be very <laughs> difficult to... Which Terra? Do you go by, like, Terra A and Terra B? I don't know your last name, so <laughs> I had to just go alphabetically. <laughs> I have been binging the shit out of your podcast the last couple months, and I'm all caught up now. Your podcast has been amazing and always cheers me up when I'm having a bad day. Aw, thank you. Mm, I'm glad we can help. Right. I figured I'd shoot you an email about my paranormal experiences, which is only a few. First encounter was when I was like seven years old. My brother and I were playing Crossfire, the little board game where you shoot those magnets or metal balls at each other. I remember that game. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm pretty sure my stepbrother like nailed me in the head with it. Anyway, we were in the hallway and I saw something move in my peripheral. So I looked up just in time to see some guy in dark jeans, a red sweatshirt and sand hair walk through a wall behind my brother, look down at us, smile and keeps on walking through the other wall. No, no, thank you. (laughs) Never told my family that story, thinking they'd never believe me. Never saw him again. I didn't get a bad feeling or anything. He just seemed happy that we were happy. Aw. I like good ghosts. Right? They're the best. Right? The second one might end up being long, and I apologize. Never apologize. Mm-mm. Don't. <laughs> my dad passed away in 2008 when I was 19 and living with my mom. I had trouble sleeping, so I usually stayed up late and woke up late. Like, afternoon would be my morning. On this day, I woke up early for me, like 11 a.m., came out of my room and sat in the chair in the living room. I noticed some pliers on the armrest and thought nothing of it. Started watching TV and my mom comes inside from doing something outside and we say hi. But as she's coming closer, she's just staring at the pliers and asked frantically, where did you find those? I've been looking everywhere. And I, still being sleepy, was like, I don't know. They were here when I got up. And I just stared at the pliers like, what the fuck? Because they were not there the night before. Backstory for the next two dad encounters. So my dad had what you call a hunting room where he had built his own work table, made gunstock things and knives out of deer bones and wood and whatnot, and had all his fishing stuff in there. And one day, my dad surprised my mom by making half of the room for her sewing and crafting stuff. Cute, right? Well, back to the story. So some time passes after the plier incident, and my mom is looking for some dude's number that can help us fix something, and she searches and searches, and no luck. Until finally she finds it in her sewing stuff, like in a box where it couldn't have fallen into or anything. My dad kept his stuff separate from hers in there. She also found a little antler in one of her sewing boxes as well. 
I have had that antler as a keychain ever since. It's been 11 years since he's passed, and if anything is out of place or randomly shows up somewhere it shouldn't be, we always joke, well, looks like dad is around somewhere. Aww. That's sweet. This is more recent, but my boyfriend and I bought a house together back in March right behind a fucking funeral home. I want to emphasize that she wrote this in all caps, so it's not like I um, <laughs> I was being dramatic. <laughs> it wasn't just me being dramatic. There's a decent patch of land between us, but I can still see the funeral home while on the patio and in the front yard. LOL. And the retired owner of the funeral home is my neighbor across the street. He's 92 and the sweetest old man ever. But anywho, so you might be thinking, why in the world would you move there? I don't think that at all. No. I mean, honestly, probably a very good financial decision because people probably that's a tough sell. Mm -hmm. I know there's a lot of people out there who'd be like, nope, Mm -hmm. I can't do that. Yeah. Well, we loved the house and it didn't bother us. But our pupper Thor likes to stare at the funeral home and the land between us. And at first we just joke, oh, he's just seeing a ghost. And then at night I'd go to smoke outside and I started hearing noises that seemed like they were coming from there. It was indistinguishable, but at times I could have sworn I heard screaming and I instantly thought of the movie Afterlife with Christina Ricci. And if you haven't seen it, it's awesome. You should watch it. But basically this girl has a car accident and ends up in a funeral home, but she's not dead. So yeah, creepy. But the rational part of me was like, it's just college kids being dumb. Also, I kind of live near college bars. Okay, that's like a weird combination. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I still hear weird noises, slash talking, slash yelling, slash screaming. And it could very well be people a few houses down from me, loud ass college kids, or it's motherfucking ghosts. (laughs) Well, that's all my encounters. Thanks for reading this long ass email. I love you girls. Keep on keeping on. I like her stories. (laughs) Yeah, those were fun. Her stories are like endearing, but also like I think about that whole people dying and not being dead thing. Mm -hmm. I've never seen that movie. I will add it to my my list. Right. Okay. so our next story comes from Samantha. She writes, hey, ladies, I love listening to girls whenever I'm in the car or at work. Thank you for supporting and encouraging my true crime and spooky obsession. Here's a story my husband told me when he was in middle school. We were talking about creepy happenings and this topic came up. He hears me listen to the podcast and asked if I could share with you all. So, of course, I said yes. So this is from her husband's point of view. He says... So I was about 11 or 12 when this happened. We lived in a two-story house in a small little town. I lived upstairs in the largest bedroom in my house, and it was the middle of the summer. It was around 10 o'clock. My bedroom door was open, and I had my headset on playing games when I noticed my door start to slowly creep shut, and it gets to where it's cracked, but not quite shut. So I pause my game and get up, and I walk over and open my door again. I sat back down, and I play for about another hour. Then my door starts to creep shut again, and then at about halfway, it slams itself shut. My parents are pretty frugal, so they like to have all the windows open, so I thought maybe it was just a draft. I got up and opened my door again, and I just let it go. I played for a little bit longer, and then just before 2 a.m., my door starts to creep shut again, and then slams. I just say, screw it, and I leave it closed. The next thing that really freaked me out and made me start to think that it was something else is that my doorknob started to jingle like somebody was trying to open it, and then my door just popped all the way open. Now that I'm kind of freaked out, I pause my game, get up, and go look in the upstairs rooms. I check to see if any windows are open and I can't see any windows opened upstairs. I check downstairs the next morning as well and all of the windows are shut too. I went downstairs to get something to drink and to make my way downstairs through our family room into the kitchen. It's pitch black so I turn on the kitchen light 
and I moved towards the fridge. Next to our fridge is kind of a pantry that had these old sliding windows from like the 1950s, and when the room is dark, you get a glare on it, and you can typically see your reflection of the room. I open the refrigerator door and look over into the pantry, and I see a reflection of what looks like a blonde girl in a pink dress, about 7 years old, with solid black eyes. The hair on my neck is now standing up and I've got goosebumps. I close the refrigerator door and quickly open it back up to look out the window to see if I could see the reflection again, but it's gone. I still had this eerie feeling that somebody was watching me, so I grab my drink and run back upstairs. I shut my door, I play my games for about another half hour, and then I went to bed. As I said before, I did get up in the morning and check the windows. None of the windows were open that night. Everything was closed, so there was no draft that would even explain why my door suddenly opened and closed. And I never saw that thing again. And then she ends with, I hope you enjoyed my husband's black-eyed child story. You girls get me through the day, and I continually wish for more content. Love you, ladies. Have a fun time with your podiversary live event. This was obviously before the event, but thank you. We had a lot of fun. Okay, we're going to take our quick break to say thank you to our newest patrons since our last listeners episode. We want to say thank you to Cheryl, Brenda, Mandy, Mickey, Amanda, Carly, Amber, Cassie, Randy, Jessica S., Katie, Nikki for upgrading to our $25 tier, Emily, Hillary, Emily F., Melissa, Katie B., Christine, Monica, Heather C., Alex, Rebecca, Jessica R., Crystal, and Megan. Thank you guys all so, so much. Every time, I know we say this every month, but seriously, every time we get a new patron, Jessica and I are so damn excited and we are so grateful to have your guys' support. We really couldn't do it without you. So thank you guys so much. Yes. Thank you guys so much. It's It's been so amazing and it's great to be able to make extra content for you guys and mm-hmm. like the more people we get, the more excited it is because it's kind of like, oh my God, Because I should say, like, most of our stuff on Patreon is really fun. Mm -hmm. It's sometimes a bit of silliness. So it's really (laughs) great when we get to do that for people and they get to enjoy it. So, yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Okay. I have my second story and it comes from Bianca. I like that name. I feel like it's because it has like a hard consonant at the end. It's like, can say it with such sass. (laughs) (laughs) And now she's like, shut up. (laughs) She's like, stop. She's like, I didn't even like, could you imagine if it was like a fake name? Like, (laughs) like, my name isn't Bianca. Stop. Oh, sorry. (sighs) Okay. Annie Hoodles. Let's get into her story. So in one of your episodes, you both mentioned you liked hotel stories. This is true. I do have some stories for you. The stories I'll be sharing will be two different hotels, but during the same trip. I have another experience I had at a hotel, but mostly that had to do with a mirror and not much else. I mean, mirror stories are also scary. Just saying. Mm -hmm. This takes place in January when I took a trip to Dublin, Ireland and London, England to visit my friends for our birthdays. The first night I arrived in Dublin, I was staying at a rather nice but older finished hotel. The hallway to my room had a strange atmosphere in it. I arrived around 1900 and I had had over a 14 hour flight. So I was ready to lay down and relax. When I lay down on the bed, I noticed that the left side of the bed sunk down like the mattress was worn from someone laying there, leaving groups. For some reason, it felt odd to lay on that side like I wasn't supposed to. I decided to get off the bed and try shaking off that feeling when my phone started ringing. 
It was my British friend calling me to check up on me. I answered and she asked me how my flight was and if I got to the hotel all right. And I switched to the video call to give her a tour of my suite. Switching back to the voice call, I had my earphones in to hear her better while I situated my things from my bag. We were chatting about what I'd be doing the next day when she said, is there someone at the door? I thought I heard knocking. I took the earphone out of my right ear and listened, and I didn't hear a knock, so I told her to hold on while I went to check. I set my phone on the bed and walked to the door. There wasn't a peephole, so I had to open the door a bit to see if anyone was there. The hallway was completely empty. I closed the door and was starting to head back to the bed, and I noticed a little cubby door next to the entrance door of the hotel room. It seemed like it had been a tiny closet or storage space. I looked to see if there might be a lock for it, but there was no lock. I tried to open it, but it wouldn't open. I don't know what could be preventing it from opening, and I suddenly got a very uneasy feeling coming from that tiny door and decided it was best to leave it alone and return to the bed. As I approached the bed, something felt really off. It seemed as though my phone had moved from where I had set it down on the bed closer to the edge of the bed as though it was about to fall off. I walked cautiously to the bed while reaching out my arms to grab my phone. I put my earphones back in and asked if my friend was still there. She was. After a while of mindless chit-chat, my friend asked, Is there anyone in the room with you? I thought I heard footsteps. Of course I said no. Or at least I didn't think there was anything with me or anyone with me. She still seemed worried, so I checked the whole suite and found that there was no one. I told her I was completely alone. Are you sure? I could have sworn I heard footsteps. She had replied to me. I asked if maybe it was coming from her side of the phone and she told me she heard the sounds coming from my end. I told her that it must be the creaky floors since they seem to be rather old. After that, we talked for a little bit longer before I said I was getting tired and wanted to lay down. I turned off the light before laying down on the right side of the bed. Even though I was alone, for some reason, I felt at ease and safe. As I started to drift off to sleep without noticing it, I said goodnight to a heavy set older gentleman lying next to me on the left side of the bed with the glowy eyes. I'm sorry that the story is a bit longer than I expected. I'll have to share the other one another time for the continuation of the London hotel experience. I'm excited. Please do. Yes. Yes. Please tell us. We would love to hear that. She and I have this in common that um, we just see people in hotel rooms and just are like, whatever. Night night. (laughs) (laughs) She felt safe. So, I mean, you know. Yeah, that's true. There is that. I mean, I didn't feel threatened, but (laughs) it's a, you know, it's a thing. Okay, well, I have our last story for the episode and it comes from Megan. She writes, first, I want to say hello. I love your show. Oh, thank you. I just recently decided to listen to my first podcast after I could not choose what music I wanted to listen to on Pandora. I listened to a lot of music. Your show was the first one I saw that had a cool cover photo, and I was excited to hear about true crime and paranormal activity. Let me just say that I am hooked. I haven't been able to stop listening to your podcast since I started. I have to admit, even my young son likes to listen as I drive him to school, although I pre-screen a little. We are just two spooksters at heart. Oh my god, that's so cute. (laughs) I do cuss a lot. I'm sorry, Megan. (laughs) I forget that people have kids and that they could possibly be in a car with them. Those are potty words. I'm sorry. (laughs) 
I want to share a story with you. I remember from the few listener stories I've heard so far that you want all the details, so I'm going to give you as many as I know to be true. My mother, older sister, and I have always been sensitive to the paranormal. As time goes, I'm sure I will share some of their experiences with you, but this one happened to me, and it's something I will never forget. The whole thing happened in summer of 2018. I worked at a food service place in Middleburg, Virginia called Market Salamander, part of Salamander Hotel. African-American female owner Sheila Johnson, founder of BET, owner of the Mystics and the Salamander Properties. She's a big deal here. She first bought what is now Market Salamander when she drove by and saw the Confederate flag being hung in this big glass window. She thought she didn't like that flag, so in order to be able to take it down, she bought the building. I mean, that is the most baller move I have ever heard. Right? I don't like your flag. I'm going to buy your building. Fuck yes. I I love love it. it. It was her first property at that point. So this building was first a house, and from what I understand, it was converted into a gun shop, and the owner's first name was Bob. I can't remember his last name right now, though. Again, to the best of my knowledge, through talk in the town from the locals, he died in that house, but I'm not sure how. So Bob, he haunts the market. However, I will not say that Bob was a scary ghost. He did do creepy things from time to time, but not downright terrifying. I would always talk to Bob's spirit and ask if I was all alone or by myself, which, with coming in early to open and being there late after catering events, was not abnormal for me because I was the manager there. Some staff who worked there longer than me had told me stories about Bob and other odd things that didn't sound like something Bob would do. For example, I'm told that they have it on video recording. During hours that the market was closed, things would just start flying off the shelves like retail products. However, no one was there and the alarms never went off. I would say, good morning, Bob, in the mornings I opened, or if I came in late after catering to drop stuff off, I would say, hey, Bob, it's just me. Let me know if there's any burglars in here. I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny, too. (laughs) No, I was like, how? I mean, on one hand, I'd be totally fucking terrified if I was like, hey, Bob, are there any burglars in here? And someone went, yeah. (laughs) I'd be like, oh, shit. Run. (laughs) Two reasons I need to run very quickly out the store. Listen, I know we asked for like super scary ghosts, but I am loving all these helpful ghosts. It's making me so happy after me apparently scarring all of you with the demon house. Hopefully we redeemed myself. (laughs) We were cool and sometimes he never showed up. You can feel or sense his presence and others. He moved things from time to time, like when me and two other guys I worked with saw this bottle drop off in front of us from a shelf where it was the only thing on there so it was no accident. Another time I opened by myself around 7am. I remember the time because we also got morning pastries from the resort at that time. I wrapped up about two dozen scones and I heard a weird noise from upstairs. I thought Bob was trying to scare me and I was really tired so I actually said out loud, fuck off Bob, I'm not in the mood. <laughs> love it so much. It's like that meme. <laughs> fuck off Bob. <laughs> I love uh. it so much. <laughs> I grabbed the scones as many as I could hold with my arms folded to hold them. I walked around the corner and I felt a physical arm hit my arms with the scones in my hand so hard that I actually dropped all of them onto the floor. That was the last time I spoke to Bob like that. Yeah, Bob, don't fuck. Like, be nice to Bob. (laughs) (laughs) But now that I think about it, was it Bob or something else? Like you girls say, tuck that away for later. (laughs) So in talking with some of our local customers, I got the pleasure to meet this man named Oz. He wasn't a wizard, but he was a fortune teller slash medium of sorts. I know he did readings for a high price. I always wanted to do one, but couldn't afford it at the time. Oz would come in for a bite to eat, and we would chat about Bob and the things that he did. Fun fact, Oz actually knew Bob personally before he died, so he would talk about him more as a person and not a ghost, if that makes sense. We also talked about how Oz could feel a presence of something else at times. 
So from here, we need to fast forward just a bit. At my job at Market Salamander, we decided to completely shut down for a few weeks for a big renovation. The building was getting a makeover inside and outside. While we were closed for those few weeks, I had to work out of the resort, which was right behind the building I was in, so it was fine. I was the chef for a long time, but at this time, I was the catering sales manager. I would one day come into the market while no one else was there, not even the workers doing the renovations in the place. I had to enter a payment into our POS system. From the moment I walked into the building, I could feel something was off. I said out loud, Bob, is that you? But I couldn't feel his presence at the time, though. I shrugged it off and went behind the counter to the register. I got out paperwork and started doing my work stuff. It was creepy looking in the building because everything had tarps over them and you could see dust flying in the air where the light was shining through the big glass window in the front. But none of the lights worked in there because of the renovations, so it wasn't pitch black, but it was still dark, even for daytime. That's what stuck out to me the most because it seemed darker than it should be for it being the morning. I was almost done with my work, and you know how you get that feeling someone's looking at you? I felt that, and I saw something in my peripheral vision directly in front of me. As I lifted my head to look up at it, I see it's a number two pencil levitating right by my eye level. The moment I focused my eye on that pencil, it fell to the floor. But also at that same time, while my eyes were focused on the pencil, again, out of my peripheral vision, in the back of the dining room, I saw a giant claw reach out from underneath this very old floor vent. The floor vents are especially unique, and I think it's because of how old they are. Each floor vent is about two feet wide and three feet long. The grate, which would typically be some crap metal that you could bend, was actually made of really thick metal and was very heavy. So I'm watching this claw for just a brief moment try to come out of that vent. The claw looked gray and black, and it grasps the metal vent piece. That is all I made out before I made the fastest run of my life to the door to leave. My heart was pounding, and as soon as I got outside, I said a prayer. Very shortly after the renovations were done, I actually quit working there to find a better opportunity. But before I did, I tracked down Oz and told him everything that had happened. He told me that he thought the pencil was Bob trying to warn me about the evil thing that was about to come out. He assured me that Bob was a decent man while alive and he would not have been the evil presence I felt and saw. Oz went on to say that whatever evil was in there, the renovations more than likely is what woke it up, and that maybe Bob was trying to keep us all safe from it. I've attached one picture and please forgive the fact that I can't draw the circle very well on my computer, (laughs) haha. I feel it. When I circled the area on the floor around the vent where the evil was trying to come out, and where I point with the arrow is where I was standing at the register, so it was pretty close. The tables were not there, as I said, the renovations and all. You can see the two large windows that would normally allow a lot of light, but that day did not. Needless to say, I don't ever want to go back there. I hope you all enjoyed this story and decide to share it on your show sometime. Always love reading those because I'm like, eh. (laughs) Thank you for your podcast and keeping it real. It's really great to listen to you all. I'm catching up on all the older segments while I binge listen. Stay spooky, spooksters. That was definitely a whirlwind, and I will post the picture on socials with uh, with the episode post. So if you guys want to see that, you can check it out. She attached it to the email she sent us. Nice. Yes, yes. But that is going to go ahead and wrap us up for today. Thank you guys so much for listening and submitting your stories. Again, if you would like to send in your own story, whether it is paranormal or true crime related, you can send that to threespookgirls at gmail.com or go through our contact option on the website. And we will be back here on Thursday for a stabby snippet and then on actual Halloween for our all-tier patron episode for our patrons over there. Bye, guys. Bye.